Okay, before the, do you guys get leave after Sunday school to go up or no? Fiddling? No, not today. Not today, tomorrow? Okay. John Wall, open us in a word of prayer this morning. Amen. Your memory verse this morning is Judges 17.6. Okay, and it kind of fits with today, and it says, In those days there was no king in Israel, but every man did that which was right in his own eyes. And as I was going over the notes and the material for this, the other thing that hit me, and it's something that has been lost, it seems like even in uh, Bible-believing Christianity, and that is train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not what? Because we're looking at Samson this morning in the Judges. All right, and we're going to look at some things in Judges 13, 14, 15, 16, and 17. And what you find out with that is his parents, they were a praying family. They looked for God. They could sense when God was dealing with them. But what they didn't do is they didn't train Samson up properly in the fact that I don't care. He, you know what it is? How many of you have ever met a parent who thought their child was special? They were gifted. Either they, were, oh, they had to be the you know. I'm sorry, I, I want to be, we got some babies going to be born. You know what those newborns are going to look like? Babies. And they're going to look a lot alike, aren't they? It's kind of like you look a lot alike when you're first born and you look a lot alike if you live a long life and you're dying. That's the way it is. See, they don't have much hair. I'm getting to the place I don't have what? Much hair. Okay, there's all these different things with this, but... They treated him, they knew, and again, if you look at Judges 13, you see again, and it says, And the children of Israel did evil again in the sight of the Lord, and the Lord delivered them into the hand of the Philistines forty years. And then it tells us in verse 2, And there was a certain man of Zorah, of the family of the Danites, whose name was Manoah, and his wife was barren and bare not. And then the story goes on, and how the angel of the Lord came unto her and told her she was going to have a child. Okay, and you see this, and they, they learn this, and look at verse 6, and it says, And the woman came and told her husband, saying, A man of God came unto me, and his countenance was like the countenance of an angel of God. Very terrible. But I asked him not whence he was, and neither told he me the, his name. And then he appears to both them. And they find, they realize that, guess who this is? Okay, they see him going up, in a flame of fire. I'm sorry, I, you don't have to agree with me. I believe this is a pre-incarnate appearance of Jesus Christ. It's the angel of the Lord. He wouldn't give him his name. Okay, why is it different? I know when Daniel prayed, did Gabriel tell him his name? Yes. He named the angels. This one's the angel of the Lord. Okay, and I know, well, there's an angel of the Lord. They're all angels of the Lord. There's the angel of the Lord. And he tells them that Samson's going to judge his people. So they knew that he was special. 
right? He was supposed to be a what? What's the story? There was going to be no razor on his hair. He was not to eat anything unclean. He was never alcohol. Was never to touch his lips. He was supposed to be set apart. He was sanctified for what? Special use of the Lord. He was supposed to be God's man. And we live in a day and age where you turn around and you see there's, there's different uh, men of God who God used through the years who then fall. Right? And you need to know something. Be very, very careful. Make the Lord Jesus Christ the one who's on the throne in your life and not another person. The Apostle Paul said, Be followers of me as I am of Christ. If he's not following Christ, don't hold him on a pedestal and make him something special. Guess what? He can sin just like you. Because, but for the grace of God, there go I. And we, ne- we should never lose sight of that. And you're going to run the issues that you have with that. And, you, you know, the calling and empowerment of God on your life doesn't mean that you're not prone to mess up. Every man did that was right in his own eyes. I've been counseling while I was away. I've been counseling since I got back. I left here at 9.30 last night, meeting with somebody, and I'm saying to the person, I said, you have to make a choice. Are you going to allow Jesus Christ to come into that area of your life? He says, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come in unto him and sup with him and he with me. You can't lose the sight of this. That the Christian life is built off the principle of replacement. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a... Old things are... Behold, all things are become new. You have to allow them in. and yeah, it, That's the struggle of the Christian life. Pastor Kenny struggles. I struggle. Different areas in your life, you will struggle. When you try to keep it in your own power. And do it your own way. And don't allow the Lord to be Lord of that area of your life. And what we have here with Samson, he was chosen of God, but he gave in to his what? His fleshly desires. Gave in to his fleshly desires. And that can happen to any one of us. Those that seek me early shall what? Find me. My wife knows. I've never hidden anything from you. My wife knows that uh, I need to start my day off with prayer and our Bible reading. Otherwise, I can be a little difficult to get along with. Okay? I need to make sure that I'm starting my day with my Savior. Finish the verse for me. But seek ye first the... And... And all these, that's the key to the Christian life. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy strength, and with all thy mind. The second is like unto the first, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. You can't put the neighbor ahead of God. You can't put yourself ahead of God. You can't put your children ahead of God. You can't put your spouse ahead of God. 
And what we see here, the memory verse, every man did that which was right in his own eyes. Okay, so who makes that choice then? That's not God. And you have this picture with the judges, and you see people fall all the time. I want you to turn to Proverbs chapter 14. Proverbs chapter 14. I counsel people all the time, and I say, are you reading the book of Proverbs? You want practical wisdom? You want to know how to live your life with other people? You want to know how to live with your husband? You want to know how to live with your wife? You want to know how to train your children? You want to know how to run your business? You want to know how to deal with difficult people? You find that all in the book of Proverbs. You want to know how to handle your finances? Now, I like Dave Hunt, but you don't need Dave Hunt. You do need the book of Proverbs. Okay? I have over 60 verses with an M and a dollar sign next to them. And they're talking about relationships. Because you know what end up costing you money? Messed up relationships. Okay, now look at Proverbs chapter 14. Let's go to verse 12 and you read it together with me. Proverbs 14, 12. There is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Go to Proverbs 16 and verse 25. I always love it. You know, they talk about Solomon being the wisest man on all the earth. He was the most wise man when he was right, his heart was right with God and he was looking for what God would have him do. And he was the most foolish man when it came to relationships. Why any man would have that many wives and concubines, I do not know. Okay, to me, that is insanity. And that's what took him in, the, in Ecclesiastes to what? Vanity, vanity. All is vanity. Proverbs 16 and verse 25. Read it with me again. There is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. If you're choosing it, and it goes against the way God has chosen for you, it will not lead to God's blessing in your life. Samson was called to the ministry before he was born. Look at Judges 13 and we will start. Verse 5. This is what the angel of the Lord told Manoah's wife. For lo, thou shalt conceive and bear a son, and no razor shall come upon, on his head. For the child shall be a Nazarite unto God from the womb, and he shall begin to deliver Israel out of the hand of the Philistines. You find Samson in Hebrews chapter 11. Isn't that kind of neat? He's in what we call the hall of fame of faith. I find encouragement in this. Now, Samson was born right. He finished doing some of what God would have him to do. 
But he's remembered for what he destroyed in his death. He's not remembered for what he did in his life for God. But when you find him talked about in the Hebrews, and I love that, you know, I have the old nature and the new nature, right? Christians are double-minded. Only people in the world are double-minded. You can either serve God or serve man. You can either let the Spirit of Christ dwell in you richly, or you can let your flesh take control. But everything we know historically, looking at Samson, when you get to the New Testament, does God rehearse his failures? No. You know what God doesn't do? When you give it to him, he never rehearses it again. People will struggle because they keep bringing it back in, right? Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a... Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are, present tense, imperative, continuing, are become new. That's how God sees you. The Christian life is trying to live in obedience to the Lord so that the world can see you as Christ sees you. We all fall short of that, don't we? But we should never stop trying to attain to that. What you know is this. Character, no one is born with character. Character is developed through choices made during hardship. Made during fleshly desires. When we talk about somebody having principles and having character, that's when it's made. Aren't you glad that God doesn't judge you by the time you failed that? So Samson was chosen of God. God gave him 20 years of overcoming the enemy. And in the end, he was overcome with the enemy. Samson's life was an illustration of Paul's warning. Turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 10. First Corinthians chapter 10, speaking of the Old Testament, it says in verse 11, Now all these things happened unto them for examples, and they are written for our admonition upon whom the ends of the world are come. Wherefore what? Wherefore let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall. When you think you're standing, you know what you put yourself in the place of? God resisteth the... He only gives grace to the humble. Samson and Old Testament. What's where things are written aforetime are written for our that we through patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. Okay? Samson was a Nazarite. They're separated. Now, the Israelites were God's chosen people. They were a special group of people, but this is a group that's separated within Judaism. 
He was supposed to be wholly separated unto the Lord. He couldn't consume anything from the grape. He wasn't supposed to cut his hair. He wasn't supposed to touch dead bodies. He used to be separated. You say, how do you know he wasn't supposed to touch dead bodies? Numbers chapter 6, verses 1 through 9, for the sake of time, we won't go there. But they were not to come on any, any dead body. His vow was not to be a cover-up or a make-up for his downfall and sinful behavior. It was acknowledging who he is. You know, and you know what I like? I like it when the Bible tells me that I'm more than a conqueror through him that loves me. That he's granted, given me victory through the Lord Jesus Christ. That I'm a child of God. Okay? That I'm part of a royal priesthood spiritually. We love that part. You want to think of who, who God has made you in Christ. I can remember, I can't remember the whole illustration. Dr. Ruckman was preaching a message and he talked about, I think it was Tan Column was outside. I'm not sure with this, so don't hold me to the names. But I think he was outside of a, a great church. And he's struggling with his relationship with God. And this beggar comes out of the church. And this preacher, he was struggling, you know, what do you do with this? Okay, I just listened to a message by Dr. Ruckerman yesterday, and he says, about every six months I doubt my salvation for about 30 seconds until I look at God's Word. Because he was, he was preaching on eternal security. And they, he was asked, and he goes, do you ever doubt it? And he goes, yeah, well, I let my mind wander to the flesh and not to, to Christ. Well, this man outside, the, this is at midnight, he's walking back and forth, before this cathedral, God, help me to understand. God, God, I just, I just don't understand. I don't get this. And a beggar comes out of the temple or out of the, the cathedral. And he asks him, Who are you? And the beggar says, I'm a child of the king. And he asked him, How do you know that? And he says, I learned that when I started going to God and quit going to men for who I am. Want to know who you are? Quit going by what people say you are. Go by what God says you are. He was declared a Nazarite, okay? You say, well, that's something special. Okay. Turn to Romans chapter 12 if you don't have it memorized. Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. I want you to look at the verses with me. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto the Lord. Now, what does the rest of it say? Which is your what? It's, God's not unreasonable with you. Your reasonable service. And be ye not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your, that you might prove what is that, Good and acceptable and perfect will of God. I don't believe God's asking more of Samson than he asks of us. You're supposed to live for him. Turn to Romans chapter 6.
You ready? What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? And he's talking, I like this, he says, no, you're not. In other passages, the Apostle Paul, by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, would say, I would not have you to be ignorant brethren, right? That so many of us, as we're baptized into Jesus, we're baptized into his death. And that's not talking about water baptism. Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection, knowing that this, our old man, is crucified. He's nailed to the cross with him. That the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. For he that is dead is freed from the sin. Now if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him, knowing that Christ being raised from the dead died from the dead dieth no more, death hath no more dominion over him. For in that he died, he died unto sin once, but in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Now look at verse 11. Likewise, reckon ye also who? That's me. That's you. To reckon. That's to understand the direction. Dead reckoning for a sailor is very important. Okay? Reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Let not sin, therefore, this is how you know that you have reckoned yourself dead indeed unto sin. Let not sin, therefore, what? What does it mean to reign? Don't let it be on the throne of your heart. Don't let it rule you. Let not sin, therefore, rule you. Reign in your mortal body that ye should obey it in the lust thereof. Neither yield your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead, and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. For sin shall not have dominion over you, for ye are not under the law, but under grace. I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. In the life I now live where? In the flesh I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Go back to Judges. Just because a person is a child of God, he saved, does not give them permission to sin. Do you lose your salvation? No. You've been born again into the family of God. There is a legal precedent in, around this world that's called the law or the principle or the precedent of double what? Jeopardy. Can't be tried for that again. Jesus took our place. You are, if you're here this morning and you are saved, you are no longer a sinner in God's eyes. You are one declared righteous by God who still sins. You can't be tried for that again. The penalty that you're supposed to receive, which is a condemnation unto death, and the second death, was taken care of when someone took your place. 
that doesn't give you the right to continue in that sin. You know what we're good at? We're good at looking at other people's sin. Right? God resisteth the proud. Yes, John. Mm-hmm. You've done things your whole life a certain way. Then you're saved. You're born again. It is, for me, talking about myself, very hard to shake inside me what I've done forever. And I have to consciously tell myself so that those words, even though your, your salvation is in you, it's very hard to shake. And if you if you kid yourself thinking that you can have a newness of life, you have to really work at it to make it work. Mm-hmm. You have to continue in the things that bring about the transformation. Yeah, but you can't kid yourself that you're just no, transformed. Correct. That's why it says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. You've got a new beginning. All things are become. It's ongoing. Become new. He that hath begun a good work in you, Philippians what? 1.6? He that hath begun a good work in you will perform it unto the day of Jesus Christ. You are a work in progress. You're, you're right. We are a piece of work. Okay. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. For God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace to the humble. You can't believe you arrived. You can't. If you do, it will cost. We have to be very careful when we build our children up and don't believe that our child is not capable of doing wrong. We have to be careful that we don't enable ourselves, that we don't enable our loved ones to continue in that which is going to be harmful for them. Amen. Even a child left to himself bringeth his... Even a child is known by his doings. See, and you have those issues you have to be careful with. And see, here, you know, we come down to, we're going to look at the steps of sin. Okay, in Judges chapter 13, okay, we looked at how he was chosen. And it says in Judges chapter 13 and verse 6, we find this woman. You find the family, they were praying people. Then the woman came and told her husband, saying, A man of God came unto me, and his countenance was like the countenance of an angel of God. Very terrible. But I asked him, not whence he was, neither he told me his name. But he said unto me, Behold, and thou shalt conceive and bear a son, and now, now drink no more wine nor strong drink, neither eat any unclean thing, for the child shall be a Nazarite to, the, to God from his womb to that day. Then Manoah, what? He prayed and said, Oh, my Lord, let the man of God, see, because he wasn't right there, that thou didst send, come again unto us and teach us what we shall do unto the child that shall be born. 
You need God's help to raise your children. Judy and I are learning you never stop being parents. Okay? Well, you do one day. When a preacher stands over your coffin, the thing they carry you off in, and you've gone to heaven, but until that point, you know what? Doesn't change. Not if your heart's right. Not if it's not about you all the time. Can God stop being my heavenly Father if I'm saved? No. Can Jesus stop being my Lord? If I'm going to live Christ before my family, you know what I'm going to continue to be? Now, the amount of authority I have can change. But my need of setting that example before them never changes. That's why people lose it. They say, we have arrived. We no longer... How many people do you know that thought they'd get to retirement age, retired, didn't live very long, and killed over? Waiting for retirement age, they change things. Because they stop struggling, they stop working, they stop forcing their body, they stop using their mind. Letting your iPad, the television, do all your thinking for you is not healthy for your brain. Study to show thyself approved unto God. A workman needeth not to be ashamed rightly. Dividing the words truth. He was born into a godly home. His parents believed in prayer. He was God's special gift to them into the nation. She was barren. She couldn't have children. He was given a special endowment of the Holy Spirit that made him a conqueror. Everybody likes to draw Samson in like, you know, he was Arnold Schwarzenegger with long hair. No, the miracle of Samson is because he was a Nazarite, the Spirit of God would come on him and he'd have power. Right? It wasn't that he was physically in his own nature stronger than the rest. But the power of God was on him at times. That was a gift to him. So that he could rule, he could be a judge, he could lead, and he would start to deliver God's people from their bondage. And what did he do? He despised it. Instead of putting God's, himself in God's hand to accomplish God's will, he chose to live a life to please himself. When we don't take advantage of that which Christ has given us, which God has given us, it's tragic. This church has been built off through the years of ministering to hurting people, broken people. And it changes in their lives when they don't have to stay in their brokenness and they can live in their healing. Live in the newness of life. I thank God I am not what I used to be. I ask God to help me because I am not all that I should be. And I pray to God that help me 
to surrender to him that I might become what he would have me to be. That's the Christian life. Christian life. Samson didn't live in that. Look at Judges chapter 14, verse 1. And I want you to know, they were godly people. They prayed unto the Lord. They were praying people. But they didn't help Samson overcome his fleshly desires. They enabled him. And Samson went down to Tinmeth and saw a woman in Tinmath, or Timnath of the daughters of the Philistines. Now, was the Israelites supposed to have anything to do with the Philistines? They were segregated in their relationship. They were not to be married to them. Gee, be not unequally together with, for what hath Christ with Belial? What hath he that believeth with a infidel? And he came up and told his father and his mother. Okay, you know, feelings can come and feelings can go. Your feelings will deceive you. If you let your love be controlled by your emotions, you will fall in love and out of love. If you're going to love God, it's not based on emotions. It's based on a commitment to choose him. Love is when you choose someone over the others. He let his feelings get in this. She had to be a looker, man. How do I make my choices? Choose you this day whom ye will serve. Okay. Came to his father's mother and he said, I have seen a woman in Tinmath of the daughters of the Philippines. Or Philippines. Philistines. I'm a Philistine. I have a Filipino daughter-in-law. Okay. Philistines. Because there's only three types of people. The Jew. Gentiles. Church of God, all believers. Okay? Sheila, if you ever listen to this, please forgive me. Not separating from the Philippines. Okay. Now therefore get her for me to wife. Then his father and his mother said unto him, Is there never a woman among the daughters of thy brethren, or among all my people, that thou goest to take a wife of the uncircumcised Philistines? And Samson said unto his father, Get her for me, for she pleases me well. He said, can't you find one? You know what they didn't do? They didn't give him God's word. Where do you find that they were to be separated? This is a lot of years after Moses and the law being given. Right? And his father and mother knew not that it was of the Lord, and he sought occasion against the Philistines, for at that time the Philistines had dominion over Israel. Then Samson went down and his father and his mother to Timoth and came to the vineyards of Timoth, and there behold a young lion roared, and you find he also violates his Nazarite vow. Right? He kills the lion. Oh, it's okay to defend yourself. That's not the problem. The problem was when he came back to the dead body and ate the honey out of there, right? But the decline in his spiritual life shows up in how you treat your family. 
Children, obey your parents. Where? In the Lord. Which is the first commandment of with promise. That it may go well with thee and thou livest long on the earth. They said, can't you choose someone else? And he's going, I want what I want. Get her for me. Right then, for me, it would have been tough luck. I can't keep you necessarily, if you're an adult, from doing what you're going to do, but I am not going to be part of what you're going to do. God says, come ye out and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing. And I will be a father unto you. So you watch how someone treats their family. I was kidding. We had the, the opening over the other side. And just as Pastor asked James to pray for the prayer request brought up for the teachers and the helpers, Uriah decided he would act up. And he come running back to his daddy and he was doing something and I, I, I got my head bowed and they're, but they're only like three feet away. He's going, Uriah, stop now. Under his breath. I said, stop now. All of a sudden I hear, whoosh. Up he comes and I open my eyes. He's got his head right next to his Body, he turns his head and he says, I told you to stop it now. And basically he's saying, don't make me take you into the other room. I just looked at Pastor Kenny and I said, Proverbs 22.6, man. Train up a child in the way he should go and when he's old and not depart from it. Everybody can wander off a little bit, can't they? You train them, they'll come back around. Either that or God's a liar. But he went against his family. He turns around, fell in love with a heathen woman. Turn to Deuteronomy chapter 3. I mean Deuteronomy chapter 7. We won't read verses 1 and 2, but it's pointing to them. And it says in verse 3, Neither shall thou make what? Marriage with them. Thy daughter thou shalt not give unto his son, and his daughter shalt thou not take unto thy son. Samson demanded something, and he caused the parents because he told his parents, Go get her for me. He didn't respect them, and they put their son over their personal relationship with God. Because what did they do? They went with him, they went down there, and they got her. It was contrary to the Word of God, wasn't it? Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers, for what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness, and what communion hath light with darkness? And what concord hath Christ with Belial, or what part hath he that believeth with an infidel? And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God. As God hath said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. 
Wherefore, come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you, and will be a father unto you, and ye shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. His parents reminded him of God's law, and he defied them. You need to teach your children that when you speak to them when they're young, and they tell you why, you say, because you aren't going to like what's going to happen to you if you don't obey me. You don't explain to a child. You teach them to obey. You ever notice if you, you, we all love our kids, right? And they'll ask us why. And so then you try to explain to them. And because they're not getting what they want, they ask you why about something of what you said about the why. There was a time, Michael hates this, he's now part of this church. My illustrations come from my children. AJ is at Syracuse University. He's living in his own apartment. We're helping him. We provided his car for him. We pay for his auto insurance because he's going to college. He's working three jobs. This is not a lazy person. He's working at a radio station, television station. He's working at Applebee's. Okay? And he wanted to do something, and I said, no. And he said, but I'm an adult. And I said, give me the keys to your car. What do you mean? You're an adult when you pay for everything for yourself. You aren't an adult until then. Okay, Dad. When you're ready to pay, pay. I will tell you it's wrong what you're going to do, but then it's your choice. I can't do anything about it. But if I can stop you, I'm going to. And I'll put you on your feet and not on your tires. He didn't do it. And protected him as a 21-year-old. All right? He didn't take to the, their godly advice. Judges 14 through Judges 15, 20. What does he do? God gave him power to kill, over, overcome a lion. Now, I don't care. A lion will kill Arnold Schwarzenegger, but it won't kill somebody who's working off the power of God. He kills the lion. And then he comes back to the lion, and what does he do? He takes honey, the bees built the nest, in the carcass, right? A Nazarite's never to touch a dead body. It doesn't have to be a human body, it's anything dead. He deliberately defiled himself to get something that he wanted. Just a little bit of sweetness. Just a little bit of sin. It won't hurt just a little bit. 1 Thessalonians 5.20 Excuse me. 1 Thessalonians 5.22 Can't read my own writing. I don't care what other people say about that. I'm going to... It's not sin for me. So I can do it. Verse 22, abstain from all appearance of evil. If meat causes my brother to stumble, I will eat no meat before him. I'll explain to him, try to show him from the Scripture so I can get my steak. I don't care. But I shouldn't do that which is, appears to be sin to him. 
so they can understand the liberty that we have in Christ. For brethren, you have been called unto liberty. Only use not your liberty for an occasion to the flesh, but by love serve one another. See, in Judges 15, I don't want to read all the verses. I don't have the time for that. But you turn around and you see he gets caught up. He gets angry because they mess with his wife. They get his riddle that he got from disobeying God's law. He ate the honey. He gave some to his parents. I understand. It all just seemed it was good at the moment. You've got to do something. I'm so weak that I'm going to pass out. I've got to have something to eat. A whopper is calling me. <laughs> okay? I know that. When do you make your choices? How do you make your choices? What did he do? He burned down the Philistines' fields with the foxes because they had messed with his wife. Oh, he got even, didn't he? What did the Philistines do to his wife and her father? They burned them. Am I my brother's keeper? In his reaction, because the Christian life is never reaction. Reaction is what you do in the flesh without thinking. The Christian life is choose. It's a conscious thought to love. It's a conscious thought to obey. It's a conscious thought to surrender. It's a conscious thought to resist. It never becomes habit. It never becomes a reaction. It's a choice every day. He disregarded God's warning. He burned the Philistines' field. They burned the woman he loved. Samson wasn't as strong as he thought. He was taken into captivity. They poked out his eyes. They cut off his hair. Isn't it interesting they used another woman to do that? How many men fall because they see another woman? Sake of time, we won't turn there, but you should go to Proverbs chapter 7 and read verses 21 through 27. It says something about that. And so, what do you have? He was blinded. He had blinding, and this is not new with me. He had blinding, he had binding, and then he was grinding. He's pushing the wheels around to grind their grain. He had power. He could conquer others, but he didn't have surrender, so he couldn't conquer himself. You know what the key to dispensationalism is? It's never someone else. What we see is always man's choices and his own failures in every dispensation. Choose you this day whom we will serve. He remembered his place with God. And what does he do? He gets put between two pillars. And he says, let me bring my vengeance. He still made it more about himself, didn't he? And he's remembered for what he destroyed and not what he built up. And like so many of us, 
He was his own king. Who's ruling and reigning in your heart? Because every man did that which was right in his own eyes. Samson lost his hair. He lost his strength. He lost his light. He was blinded. Isn't it interesting now we have a name for that disease? When they go blind. And that's something 24, it's because it's dark 24 hours a day, so they, don't know how, they can't function properly with their REN sleep and everything else with that. He lost his light, he lost his liberty, he lost his usefulness, and he lost his testimony. For the want of a nail, a shoe was lost. For the want of the shoe, the horse was lost. For want of the horse, the rider was lost. For want of the rider, the battle was lost. For want of the battle, the war was lost. And all for the want of horseshoe nail. It started with little choices. It started with parents enabling. And it started with someone who thought what they wanted was more important than what God commanded. What sort of things are written aforetime are written for our learning that we through patience and comfort of the Scriptures might have hope. It ought not to be true of us is what's true of, of Samson. We can just take hope in the fact that that's not how God sees him. And when we fail, we confess our sins. He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. God can make that new again, can he? Heavenly Father, I thank you for the opportunity just to spend some time in your word and looking at the illustration, the example, the Old Testament example of, of Samson. And we pray, Father, you'd work in our hearts and we would learn to humble ourselves and choose by faith to obey your word. Work in our hearts to that end, and we'll give you all the praise, the honor, and the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Take a break.